Hello, I'm Joshua Vickery. And I'm Mary Thompson Hunt. Welcome to From the Heart. Central Florida is widely known for its tourist spots and attractions, but many people don't know about its thriving arts community. On this show, we are excited to introduce to you talented and passionate artists who shape our arts community. How do they create and why? And how can Central Florida benefit from an even greater arts presence? On each episode, we introduce you to guests who are influential leaders and artists who are truly making a difference. From the Heart, with a capital A-R-T. Hey, Mary. Hi, Joshua. It is so good to see you, my friend. You're here always. I missed being here last week. You had some awesome conversation with the ballet. We did. With Robert and Shane. I know. The visual part probably won't uh, go over as well on radio, but they were amazing. Oh, the lifts. Did they they dance for you? (laughs) Did they lift you? That would be fun. Well, it would have taken more. (laughs) (laughs) You know, Robert was a dancer for many, many years. That was his thing. Of course. And he still moves like one. Yeah. Very graceful. And it... He will be performing at March. Uh, yeah, no, it's well, not no a secret. Longer. It's part of his. <laughs> <laughs> well, if it was, now it now it's out. Cool. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah right. no, it's part of their season. Yeah, yeah. he is performing. Mm-hmm. Are they doing like an original ballet just for him, or he's like doing something he's already done? No, it's a, it's a piece that is by a famous choreographer from New York who he's oh. been collaborating with on it. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. And uh, for those who might not have heard it on the radio, they can go to. Uh, Central Florida Community Arts, you have a From the Heart section there that has all of our shows recorded. We do, but you also can find it as a podcast on iTunes and whatever, whatever the other... Spotify, <laughs> maybe? Spotify. Spotify. Is it under Stitcher? From the Heart or mm-hmm. Central Florida Community Arts? Uh, it's under From the Heart. From the Heart. Yeah. There you go. So Google search that and go hear last week's show. It was really good. Yeah. So what's new with you, Mary, in the arts? Have you done anything fun, exciting? Got something coming up? You know, I was thinking about that on the way here, and the biggest creative thing I'm doing right now is I'm getting ready for a pashaksha. Yeah, you are. Mm-hmm. What are you talking about? Which is a lot more you tell us? work than I thought. Yes, it, it will be titled The Art of Conversation, and basically what it is is that uh, a conversation can be like an art. In art, we don't just see the art. We're really reflecting what we are, who yeah. we are, and I feel that way in conversation as well. Every word we choose uh, says something about who we are and yeah. how we say it, and then the relationship that forms. And if you look at it as an art, as something you, that you can cultivate, then your conversations <clears throat> do turn into more mo- meaningful relationships. That's going to be beautiful. In six minutes and 40 seconds. And so remind, yeah, I was going to say, so remind everybody what a pashakasha is. Pashakasha, it means chit-chat, and uh, you have six minutes and 40 seconds, 20 seconds per 20 slides to tell a story or to share something you're passionate about or you know, and they're held all around the world. Started off with architects in Japan who wanted to show off all their work, and they took too long. So uh, those loquacious people decided <laughs> that they would all go 20 seconds per 20 slides. Uh, and that's what now everyone will talk about every and anything, but you get to know the heart of what it is they want to say and why it's important to them in six minutes and 40 seconds. Do you remember when we had a TV show and we had Eddie Slover on the sh- on the TV show, who is the founder of the local <clears> chapter, <throat> And I could not say Pashakasha. Oh, you, but you it said so every version <laughs> of it. Pichakucha, Pichakato. <laughs> it took us like 30 minutes and how many takes for me to get the word Pashakasha out? And then, and then Eddie, uh, when he started, he called it Pichakucha. He and did. I was like, and you looked Eddie, so livid. Really? <laughs> you I could have just called it Pichakucha the whole time. But now I can say Pashakasha. Like, I'm very proud of that. 
That, of course. But and you'll a, hear people calling it everything as well. It was an agonizing 30 minutes of trying to get it right. <laughs> so that's been my creativity this week. How about yourself? I love it. Well, lots of fun, creative things. Goodness gracious. Um, actually, yesterday was such an energizing day. You know, we're working so hard um, through CFC Arts to make the arts accessible to everyone. But we're really focused right now on at-risk youth, geriatric population, our aging and seniors, adults, and people with varying abilities. And yesterday in one day, I had a meeting about programs for veterans, programs for women in prisons, and expanding programs for people that are um, visually impaired wow. and blind. And it was just so energizing to hear, you know, how many great community partners and, and organizations are out there doing good work and are starting to realize how the arts need to be a part of that work, mm -hmm. you know? Um, this hot topic right now about the social determinants, uh, you know, of, of public health and how the arts are a part of those things that that help you know when we when we're born there's so many things that we can't change about ourselves mm -hmm. right like our race our socioeconomic spectrum what neighborhood we came in what our family looks like and sometimes those things determine who we become socially as a child and so how can the arts be a part of breaking down some of those barriers that sometimes lead to um to failures as an and adult let me so, just ask you this what's one of the things that is said that you agree with that can help that well, I mean, just everything in the arts, because the arts teach so many things like empathy, you know, multicultural sensitivities, um, how to be a, a better observer and listener, social connection. I mean, the arts are help with all of those sensitivity things. and how you yeah. relate to everything. In fact, when our guest oh, who we're going to speak with in a minute, Cole, was here earlier. I was just reading a story about a man who helped a bee come back to life by feeding it honey and and. I just like it was dead and it came back to life. Well, it was dying, but oh. he was able to help feed it. He just noticed it on the day. But, but the whole, like I got wrapped up in this man talking about saving a bee, but a life is a life is a life. Yeah. And a moment of compassion, no matter who you have it for, when you use it, you're growing it for that next person that might need it as well. Yeah, I love that. You know, arts is one of the only things that can, can really create an escape for you and provide respite and then also be something that gives you complete absolute joy. Yeah. Like there's it there's two sides of how you can how the arts can help you depending on, you know, where you are in life. So yeah, just some cool stuff. Yay. Happening. And, and we, that's why we have we our were show. At, Cole and I were at the Orlando Repertory uh, breakfast this morning. So a shout out to all of our friends, Chris and Vicky and Jeff and Jennifer and all the great team. Gene, of course, there at the rep. Uh, they had a successful fundraiser this morning and they were talking about how the arts um, impact kids. And they were talking specifically about even mindfulness, you know, promoting mindfulness and being present. Wow. And all of, yeah. That's so just wonderful some cool stuff. So a shout out to them for sure. Well, speaking of our guest, will you take the honors? Yeah. So we have Cole here, Cole Neesmith, who's from Creative City Project and Immerse, which is coming up. Immerse is like now like a worldwide famous arts festival isn't it cole sure <laughs> <laughs> well it is now we it just talked about it on the radio yeah cole tell us about first of all tell us about creative city right yeah. like creative city is the organization mm -hmm. it's the umbrella for all the amazing work that you do it's where it began it's where it started um but what's the mission of creative city big mission is to help platform orlando on a global scale as a hub for creativity and innovation so the big idea is, you know, obviously we partner with tons of arts organizations, but really we're looking at how we can transform the global perception of this place that we call home. Because, you know, we have 75 million visitors here every year and we have a huge opportunity through our themed entertainment 
But a lot of those people who come never get to experience the Orlando you and I get to experience every day. And we know it as a wonderfully creative place with so many amazing arts organizations. And so we're constantly asking the question, how can we achieve that big vision and partnership with all of you and other arts organizations throughout town? And it is a big idea. That's right to change the global perception of a tourist tourism city and a tourism economy. How did you start? Where did, like, what was the first step at even saying, I want to do this? No joke. My friend Josh just sent me a text message as the two of you were waxing poetic, uh, <laughs> saying seven years ago, exclamation point. And it literally was a group of about eight people sitting on a blanket in Lake Eola Park in downtown Orlando, painting on these little canvases that somebody had brought. And that's how it started. It started with me calling a bunch of friends and saying, hey, can you facilitate some sort of creative performance or experience for the people of our city? And in 2012, every day during the month of October, there was just a little thing like that. Literally, it was eight people painting on little canvases. Like pop-up experiences and performances all around the Play your guitar on the street corner. Mm -hmm. um, Activate that vacant lot downtown. They were all downtown, you know, Mm -hmm. experiences. But even that first year, we partnered with the ballet. And during a lunch hour one afternoon, as people are going to and from their offices, they did a a thriller, a dance to the song Thriller, a couple times during the lunch hour. And, you know, whoever happened upon it, happened Mm. upon it. It wasn't a thing. It wasn't organized. There was no such thing as the Creative City Project. Mm -hmm. Uh, There was no organization. It was just a bunch of people who believe in the power of art Mm. doing it. And so now you have Immerse, which is kind of your flagship event. And Immerse is a thing, right? Like it's planned. It's curated. You're a true artist. How how are you feeling about like, you went from pop-up, organic, you know, yeah. nobody knew it was coming to now, you yeah. know, it's coming. Right. Are there, do you live somewhere in between those two as a person or like, are you feeling like, oh, I don't know if how, I don't know, you know, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, for, to some degree, I live in both. Um, yeah. And then I also have really just, you know, become a student of what it means to make something and to mm. make something uh, of, of extreme size, like we'll have uh, this coming October, which maybe I should quickly explain. Yeah. Immerse is a performing <laughs> and interactive. Let's do that. <laughs> yeah. for, Immerse... the, for those listening that have no idea, let's start from Immerse. there and then go into what you want to do. Immerse is a performing and interactive arts festival that creates hundreds of unexpected creative encounters in the streets and public spaces of downtown Orlando. Okay, break that down. Interactive Third art weekend of every October, which means it's coming up two weekends from now, October yes. 18th and 19th. Put and that so on your it's acrobats hanging from cranes, singers on balconies we partnered with the cfc arts orchestra and created this experience where all the sections of the orchestra were in different stages and you could walk through the sections of the orchestra for this truly immersive orchestral experience you this close year off parts of the town oh we shut down orange avenue right in the thoroughfare of the middle of downtown orlando church street pine street uh, this year we'll be activating cinef plaza in front of the dr phillips center uh, city hall plaza yeah it's it's that's it, like the hub of downtown it's and, all yeah. art experiences people can just walk up and walk upon different happenings yeah so we have we have several stages that have you know traditionally st- staged experiences and then we have a bunch of installation artists and artists will take over and transform an alleyway so there are these experiences that thousands of people can share at a time. And then there are experiences that maybe only several hundred people will get to experience over the two days of our festival. And the thing that we talk about is we want everybody to come have a different, totally different, yet equally compelling experience. Mm. And so they get to, you know, walk away and talk with their friends. Well, what did you experience? I experienced this. What? I didn't even see that. It was very personalized. Yeah. So mm. if someone wants to know more, I'm sure there's a website. Yes. Of course there is, Mary. It's 2019. <laughs> I was trying to set you up. Dude. <laughs> 
What's and in 2030, Cole? somebody might it? stumble on this audio and they'll be like, 2019, that's What's so long ago. Yeah, right? I just think about it. And, it, and there it is. Uh, CreativeCityProject.com. What are some of the collaborations mm. or maybe experiences for the last seven years that you're just super proud of that yeah. you haven't seen anywhere else? Well, in 2012, that very first year, I called on a cold, total cold call, called the people down at Lanuba at the mm. time, the resident Cirque du Soleil show here in, in Orlando. And I said, here's what we're doing. Uh, we're just, you know, doing these pop-up performances around the town uh, and was interested if you would maybe like want to bring out a performer or two or something mm. and uh, ended up connecting with their marketing director and their creative director, Daniel. And um, it was the beginning of a wonderful relationship that lasted many years until that show closed. And they ended up bringing like two dozen performers downtown during a lunch hour on Friday, October 30th, uh, 2012. And they, all those performers just kind of like stumbled out of the bus, all in costume, all dressed. And they did a 45 minute performance that oh, cool. they had put together for this thing That's right cool. in front of city hall. And it was just like, I literally didn't know anybody picked up the phone, called and said, Hey, I know a little bit about your history. I know you started because Cirque du Soleil, Cirque du Soleil started because a group of stilt walkers walked across Canada. Mm. And I was like, I think there's something in your history and your DNA <laughs> that really resonates with this idea of using the power of creativity to transform places. Uh-huh. And, uh, and they said, sure, we'll do something. And then, you know, that relationship continued on for several years. And we hung one of their silks performers from a crane. We did a couple other so performances beautiful. with them that were of similar scale and size. And I'm excited they'll be coming back uh, to Florida, to Orlando uh, in the spring of 2020. So hopefully oh, nice. that will all, will all happen again. will be, or not Lanuba, but Cirque du Soleil will show, be. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Every oh, that, stage has to be built special for that show. So that's so yeah. cool. Mm-hmm. Well, we're just now diving into Creative City and Immerse. So many more cool things to talk about. It's happening October 18th and October 19th. Uh, so you definitely want to go check it out and Mark just your wander downtown. You'll you'll run into it. It's everywhere right there mm-hmm. in, in downtown Orlando. So join us back here on Magic 107.7 FM from the heart. Welcome back to From the Heart. I'm Mary Thompson Hunt here with Joshua Vickery, and we are so excited that Colney Smith is here today talking to us about one of the coolest things that happens in Orlando. What, hello, what, hello, what hello. Is you make? What is making you more excited about this year's event more than in past years? Well, you know, we love partnering with all of the lo- local regional arts organizations mm-hmm. that we get to partner with, and uh, they have been and will always remain the you know the foundation of what it is that we do. But this year, um, thanks in part because of the blockbuster fund that the county established, we were able to kind of build some relationships and bring some artists in from out of town. So um, there's this amazing organization from the UK called the Architects of Air. They build these giant inflatable spaces and they're made from translucent materials. And this is hard maybe to, for people to really grasp over the radio. So let's just go there together. Okay. <laughs> so you walk up to this giant structure and it looks like this otherworldly reflective giant silver thing of different shapes and sizes, but it's overwhelmingly large. And you walk up to this door and you take your shoes off and 
you enter into this airlock and there's this sense of mystery because there's this soundtrack, this ambient soundtrack playing. And then they open the second door and you walk in and the sun is shining through or at nighttime, we light it artificially from the outside. Uh, <laughs> light is shining through and it's creating these geometric patterns and shapes and corridors of color and you walk through and it's just this amazing experience. Wow. Chris, our COO, and I got to go over to London to see one of these popped up. And you know how sometimes you'll see something on the internet yeah. and you're like, is it really going to be as good mm, right, as yeah. Yeah, like yeah. what in real life? And it was. In oh, fact, so it was cool. like, it, it, it was kind of breathtaking. And so that will pop up on um, October 18th, the first day of Immerse. And it'll actually stay on Cinef Plaza over there, Dr. Phillips Center, until the 26th, the following Saturday. Wow, so that's great. people are able to experience are, are there, that for nine days. Are there... Um other things going to stay there longer than just that weekend? Yeah. So we have a great relationship with a company here called Corksicle. Um, they're a fun water bottle company. I have one right here next to me. You can, you <laughs> Such can hear good it. Such good product placement. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and if, if you look at my Instagram story, you'll see it. Uh, and uh, so we have done a fun collaboration with them now in its second year this year called the Worlds of Corksicle. And so we're taking eight shipping containers that are modified to open from the side long ways. And up inside of those are these immersive photo experiences that are fun and beautiful and interesting and involve light and sets and props and all kinds of things. And so people love getting up in those and just taking some fun photos and fun. sharing those on their social media channels and those kinds of things. That will also be at Cineth Plaza until the 26th as well. That's so great. I love that you're extending it. Yeah. That's and right now, I mean, at Cineth Plaza, we have a partnership with OUC. And we did these two giant lighting installations. In total, it's 4,000 individual LED light balls. And um, right now, there's an installation at Cineph Plaza, Dr. Phillips Center, as well as Lock Haven Park over uh, off Mills. And each night, those come to life from about 7 p.m. to 11 p.m. And oh there's just God. dancing light moving through these curtains of um, LED balls, like oh, magic. That's great. That's very cool. Yeah. And do people, I know that so many people took photos in the cork sickle and in the yeah. light. Is there a place people can upload those or like how to be, I mean, they can hashtag it, right? Facebook.com slash Joshua Vickery. Just put Perfect. it on your just own. Just put it on my, oh, oh you're saying I should put my own on yeah, mine. I thought course. you were telling me to upload it to my <laughs> Facebook. People can also go to your Facebook and Perfect. upload And post theirs. it on my wall. Yeah. I will absolutely approve it. Don't worry. <laughs> but no, is there a way that, is there like a, a group sharing of everybody's kind of photos and yeah, experiences. Yeah, I mean, for Worlds or... of Corksicle, we do hashtags for, you know, Worlds right. of Corksicle. And so people can go on like Instagram and search the hashtags and see all of it. And it's fun to do that. And we like to do that. And of course, people tag Creative City Project and Immerse. And so it's kind of, you know, using our social capabilities. To, cool. to what makes Immerse those. so wonderful is that it, there's something for everyone. Oh, yeah. There were people that walked up that had no idea what was going on and would just go walk, mm -hmm. come back here. Mm -hmm. And then... And ours was so unusual, our, our conversation, well, we're, we're talking. But may I tell you that people had breakthroughs during those conversations. That's cool. We had someone just break out in song and sang mm -hmm. the song. Other people cried. People hugged each other. People shared. You know, there's that saying, and it's true. People will share their most intimate, intimate secrets or ideas with people that they know and trust forever or someone that they know they'll never see again. Mm -hmm. And a lot of that was happening. And so... It was just wonderful to be an yeah. instrument for that while other people were out there, you know, in lights or on bubbles or yeah. watching the band. <laughs> and it's so neat to see. I mean, it's a really, really diverse audience because it's in downtown. Mm -hmm. And but it's also neat to see because um, we've we've been able to perform every year. and We're mm -hmm. so we're so grateful for that. But we did a big collaboration last year with DJs and all sorts of cool stuff. Um, and so I kind of hung around the whole the whole time. 
And there's people who are there going there intentionally because they have a friend who's performing. They have an arts group that they love. So like they know what they're getting themselves into. And there's people who hear about it and they go intentionally, but they have no idea what mm-hmm. they're about to experience. And then there's people who literally are just going that downtown. On it. And those and are the people like, I love. What is, and you can see it. You can see like you literally can spot them and pick them out yeah. because they came down to go drinking. Right. And they're and thinking they're, they're having like, a flashback. Like, Where what? do I live? This yeah. is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And it's neat to see those three different. You can you know who they are. Right. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. and I just think that's cool because you're reaching people who are not maybe typically and maybe listeners you're in this category you've never been to like an official show you've never been to the ballet you've never been to the Mm. to the theater you know you've wanted to but you haven't this is a really safe way to just experiment and explore the arts just Mm -hmm. just walk downtown that weekend and see what you find i think it's awesome yeah and you'll see moms pushing strollers Mm -hmm. and you know kids on dad's shoulders next to yeah next to the 23 year old like frat guy who came over from UCF just to like bar hop <laughs> and then decided to do something maybe more interesting instead yeah. and, and hang out with us. And then people from the, you know, retirement towers downtown mm-hmm. and the senior living facilities. Yeah, it's who, pushing the seniors. Yeah. yeah. yeah absolutely. Well, and speaking everything. of UCF, now that UCF's moving downtown, right. you probably will have a lot more people who will yeah. come over and just kind of be there hanging out for the, in the downtown area yeah. on that mm-hmm. weekend. That's awesome. So what else are you excited about this, this year? Yeah, so another one of the organizations that we're partnering with is a company from L.A. called Diavolo, and they combine acrobatics and architecture. So they have this 3,000-pound like boat-like structure that they rock back and forth and launch their performers off. Well, Cirque had something like that in there at one point. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, so they, they are, they're a really cool like company. Like a cannon? No, 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 no. It's like this... It's this 3,000 pound structure that they rock back and forth. Mm -hmm. Oh, cool. It's like a seesaw, but it's it's curved on the bottom. Uh So four or five company members will get on one side and they'll pull it down almost like the same motion as the Price is Right big wheel. Mm -hmm. Uh They'll pull it down and then it'll rock back and they'll do that and then they'll launch performers off of it. It's really cool. There was an an act on America's Got Talent. That's them. That's them. They were amazing. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, they're really good. Did you, wow, you got them. Yeah, we got them. Mary, so part of it is, <laughs> thank you. just for Mary, aw, part of this is to be immersive, right? Like in some of that, it's just being in the space, mm-hmm. experiencing the art. But some of it is like, is the ball pit coming back? Is the... So this year, as part of the Worlds of Corksicle, one of those containers will be a ball pit. Cool. So we're not putting the ball pit out on, on that vacant lot out there, but there will be a ball pit as part of the Worlds of Corksicle this so year. So you can walk through the installation from London that you were talking yep. about, and yep. then you have the ball pit, you yep. have Corksicle, you have the light installation. So some of it is like truly immersive, like you yourself get to be in the art and yeah. get to like we play. have. It's been really cool actually seeing a lot of artists who I think maybe have never found their niche or home here in central Florida, who are these installation artists who are thinking about how do you stage theater in an interesting way? How do you use music in an interesting way to create something that really is around this theme of immerse? So there's two artists, Becky Lane and um, Kevin Becker, I think is his last name. <laughs> Love you, Kevin. Kevin. Uh, Kevin, uh, who are creating this. It's essentially a walkthrough maze of sorts. And then they have performances happening through the maze. So it's a maze that people walk through, but it incorporates live actors. It incorporates some shadow work. So some of the walls are translucent and they have things that are happening through the walls. And so there's kind of these unexpected surprises not in a haunted house kind of way but yeah. like in an art artful kind of interesting way you, you happen as, upon an instance or Ex- exactly yeah. yeah so it's really cool to see artists 
you know, be platformed to create some of these experiences that you can't have anywhere else in the world. There was like, something that's really there last year that you did with sound in that as you walked in a certain area, uh, maybe the oboe would be prominent or a violin mm-hmm. would be prominent or then the, a, a chord would hit you. Is, is there something like that happening again? I thought that was really Last interesting. Last year we partnered with um, the Timakua Arts Foundation and they yeah. created a, a piece that was, I think, a, originally performed at the Kennedy Center out on the lawn. Yes. And um, then that. they brought a, a rendition of that to, to Central Florida. That was really cool. Talk yeah. about immersive. You're, yeah. you're, you're immersed in notes mm-hmm, and chords. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's the concept. It's like, how do you take classical musicians and put them in a, a site-specific location in a business plaza in downtown Orlando to give people a brand new experience that even if they go of to sound. see the Orlando Philharmonic every, you know, every time they have a show... Um, this is a totally different experience for classical music. It, it and immerse in that instance, I was immersed in a physical way that I mm. had never been immersed before mm-hmm. through hearing uh, and even the vibrations of sound. So it's interesting how you keep breaking the boundaries of how someone can get immersed in a different way, watching someone perform or being in the presence of. Mm-hmm. It's just so fascinating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We were talking about earlier when we weren't on the air about m- one of my favorite memories, Mary, was standing on top of the rooftop yeah. with you looking out over the people because Jason's drawings, your husband's drawings were projected being projected on up on the side of a building. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of that too, right? A lot uh-huh. of light, a lot of projection, yeah. a lot of, it's kind of like your sensories are on overload, <laughs> right? I mean, there's, <laughs> I all these, yeah. there's all these things that are happening. I later on got photos from that of people below and it looked like the beginning of Superman because everyone was like looking up. Looking up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what, is it a plane? Is it a, what are they, what is the Super <laughs> artist. <laughs> so one of the things that happen, I guess, maybe organically or maybe it's intentional is all these unique collaborations. So people mm. working together, even locally, yep. that have never done projects together. Is that something that you're committed to or, or just Cole has an idea and or it's something that you really... Tr- try to do in your planning of each year. Oh, for sure. Like one of the things that we think is really interesting is unexpected mashups. So like last year that we took the Central Florida Community Arts Orchestra, married them to two electronic musicians, and then we had this kind of epic performance with they were on this this scaffolding structure. And so this year we're actually doing a partnership with Orlando Philharmonic and the Florida Symphony Youth Orchestra. And Mm. then we put out a call to bands. Um, across the state and we had a, a ton of them respond and we chose five of those bands and then we had two local orchestra um, arrangers arrange those songs for orchestra wow. and those five bands will be um, performing their songs live uh, with the orchestra on the That's Friday night so it's called cool. orchestrate and last night we had a rehearsal and I mean it was just like chill inducing for three for two hours that is it so, was so cool. fun okay. and, and to see and to see these musicians who have these rock and roll bands and, you know, these folk bands and like we, we varied the genre in, in some interesting ways, but you know, they, they play Will's pub that is a dirty, dingy <laughs> bar that holds 150 people. And to be able to put them with a 35 person orchestra in yeah, the middle of yeah, downtown yeah. Orlando, you could just like see them come alive about right. their art. And that's invaluable. Right, right, right. Well, and how many of those amazing musicians in those bands have heard strings or 
a flute or something in their head as they're mm. playing the music, but they yeah. had no idea how to make it happen. Right. What a cool experience yeah. for them. Okay, so we got to take a break, but before we go, remind us again of all the details. October 18th and 19th, Immerse. You can find information about it and some special experience tickets as well on creativecityproject.com. And what's the time frame? When does it, everything get started? And is Friday it like- is 5 to 11 p.m. And then the programming on Saturday is also 5 to 11, but those interactive experiences that we talked about, the Architects of and Worlds of Corksicle open at three. So if you oh, want to cool. avoid get all the lines early. and get there early and experience those things, you can do that so as well. So do we have to leave at 11, Cole? Or is it like... You just keep going. I keep going? You keep going. <laughs> see you Sunday morning. You're, Cole's you're that kind of guy. After yeah, you're that kind of guy, guy who parties no, till trust 1 a.m. I'm in bed by 11 yeah. o'clock. <laughs> all right, listeners, we're going to come back and talk more about Creative City Project and Immersed with Cole on Magic 107.7 FM from the heart. Welcome back to From the Heart. I'm Mary Thompson Hunt here with Joshua Vickery, and we are so happy that Colness Smith is here today talking all about this year's Creative City Project Immerse. We're very excited about what's going to be happening this year. So I have a question for you. Yes, ma'am. For our... Wait, before we get to the question, can yes. I just ask, <laughs> can I ask you a question? <laughs> Wait a second. We don't know I'm what to do over. here. This isn't happening in three years. I'm taking over. <laughs> um, do we ever still hear the jingle, Mary? Magic 107.7. I don't know. Is that still a Tom, jingle? Do we? we just do we heard it. Oh, he doesn't Tom doesn't know, know either. Our producer, Tom, I remember doesn't that, know. too. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, sorry. That that was a really random thought. <laughs> <laughs> That's, That's where we are right now. Maybe, I want to know what the Maybe are. Creative yes. City could come up with a new Magic 107 jingle. Okay. No, if that's still or happening, that one, I like rap. it. Oh, you like yeah. it. Oh, yeah. you weren't saying it because you were like, I don't want to hear this. Is Delilah still around? No, um, <laughs> Mary, don't you have a question? I don't know. Let me call Tom Jones <laughs> and ask him. <laughs> All right, go Mary, ahead. Mary, I think you had a question. Yes, Mary. Yeah, I did. That was in my last life. <laughs> Cultivating creativity. For our listeners who want to... Uh-oh, we're about to get deep. We're about to get oh, no, deep. No, no, just because I, I put it. my arms out like this. Let's go, Mary, let's go. <laughs> well, I like to ask that of a lot of our creative guests, as I have of you, Joshua. What do you suggest for someone out there? They, they want to be creative. They like being around creative people, but they don't know if they have a talent. Well, before we get to the how, let's get to the why. <laughs> let's. See, I yeah. knew it. Yeah. I knew it. <laughs> so why embrace creativity? I think for me, the, one of the reasons creativity is so important is because we as humans tend toward staying with what we know. But there's like a vast universe before us and around us. And there are so many people who aren't like us. And even at the beginning of the show, Joshua, you were talking about some of the value for arts education. And it really does open us to an opportunity to discover more about what it means to be alive, to to be human. And I think that's why, for me, the value of creativity is so high is because it awakens us to a different way of living. Mm-hmm. It, it, How do you live differently from having spent years being creative? I, well, I'll tell you this. It's a constant struggle because I, uh, you know, so much of my upbringing 
um, the highest value for the people around me and so many of the uh, pieces of culture I found myself in, the highest value was conforming to what we would perceive as normal. Mm. And for me, a lot of my life has been a struggle to embrace my own creativity. And while I get to do all these things that a lot of people see and a lot of people you know, tell me all the time that they think I'm creative, for me, it's a daily battle mm -hmm. uh, because there's a little bit of fear around being creative for all of us mm -hmm. because yeah, not, not looking it, it means entering into entering way. into the unknown mm -hmm. it, it means entering into a space that we've never entered into before even if you're a creative person that means that you're going to encounter those days where it's just like okay i'm going to open myself up to this it's about loosening ourselves from rigid thinking and inviting ourselves into a place of flexibility where we're open to newness. Mm. Mm. And so I think, you know, when it, so that's for me, the why, um, and for me, the how can is, I jump on that? Yeah, first? Okay. So if you, you're someone who drives creativity in our community, mm. do you think creativity equals talent? Um, I think that, that there are creative people who, uh, who ha who have developed a talent for a craft, mm -hmm. but you uh, don't have skills. to be talented to no. be Do you know what I think you creative. need to be? I think you need to be curious. Yeah. I think you have I to think be if an we individual. start with questioning <laughs> yeah, everything, true, right? Yeah. Questioning Individuality everything. Is How did that happen? Why is that happen? Why is that necessary? Why do I find that wonderful? Um, some, there's something about art that we don't see art as it is. We see it as we are. And so as you start to uh, peel open what your questions are, you're yep. learning more about yourself mm. because only you have those questions. But don't you both think that when we talk about the word creativity, one of the misnomers is that people think, I don't have a specific talent or I don't believe I have a specific talent. So therefore I'm not creative because you hear people say all the time, I'm not creative. Yeah. But you know, they're creative because you've misusing seen using the word. They're I think, misusing I the think word. So, That's the misnomer. They, they say, I, I can't sing. Well, of course everyone can sing. What they're meaning is I can't paint like that. I can't draw like right. that. I can't sing like that. But, um, start with what, where you are, right. what you can do. Mm. And, and just Joshua, it's the process, not the outcome. I mm -hmm. do think that there are people who aren't creative, but I think in a lot of ways that's a choice. Mm. And in a lot of ways it's, it's a product of upbringing. What stifles creativity? Um, people who tell us that we shouldn't, mm. um, people who tell us that this is the way things are or have been and always will be. You mm -hmm. can't. People who tell us we can't, and we start we start adopting those messages as true for ourselves, mm -hmm. and that's when I think creativity or lack of creativity is a choice. When we've chosen into um, the to being stagnant, when we've chosen into allowing the world as we define it to be the totality of the world as we always will define it. Um, and you're, to your point, Mary, like curiosity, I think is one of it's married to creativity. Mm -hmm. If we're not curious and we've narrowed our look. Our, our, our vision, if we've narrowed our vision to what we currently see and know, then we will ultimately live in a world that is not defined by creativity, but is defined by the depression of rigidity. Mm. And, and let me like say again, it is scary to be creative and it is scary to embrace creativity because it's going into the unknown and that's always scary. It's like it's going into risk. a it's dark forest and we have no idea what's going to happen. But people experience that little scare all the time, like you're cooking. Should I add that extra sugar? Right. I mean, if I do, but <laughs> it doesn't You're so say. right. But, but you can you be know? creative while you're cooking. And we I mean, are. I mean, that's a low that's risk way, yeah. but yeah. sometimes it's not if you've got an expensive piece of whatever there to cook, but... Go for it. Right. Yeah. Do you if you think, think so, it, there's a reason why you're thinking it and trust your subconscious mind. That's where the individuality mind. comes in too. Mm -hmm. Do you think that sometimes there's perception 
that people are not creative just because there there is a perception they shouldn't be like I'm yes. an accountant or a banker so I'm not creative right like yep. there's certain jobs or certain personalities that just don't lend itself to creativity mm. how well, do we fight that yeah I, I you obviously don't want to um, do creative accounting so <laughs> well, some people have and now they're can create in 20 years to life but the methods could be but, creative right exactly so creativity is finding new solutions to old problems and, mm. and accountants mm. are solving problems all day long and so it's finding ethical new solutions to, to to old problems and so accountants for sure can be creative so if i'm an individual who maybe doesn't sing or act or dance or play an instrument but I'm an innovator. I, I like to think about new ways of doing yes. things. Does that mean I'm creative? Yes. yes. Mary See? Poppins said it. To every job that must be done, there is an element of fun. Oh. You find the fun. <laughs> yes. I love Mary Poppins, just Thank aside. You. And yes. That was the first movie I ever saw. But I, but I love that line because basically I think that's what the arts do. You, mm -hmm. you find a fun way to create something. And then you go and you have to work. How can I take that same process I used to create that fun thing at home that was that's sitting on as decoration to my job? And yeah. you find the ways. Mm, that we, sounds like a really big job for you, Cole, is to help Orlando think about creativity differently. Every day of my life, Joshua, this like, is what like I think. Like you're not? <laughs> like everybody, right? Yeah, you like, are too. Yeah, well, I mean, it's trying, but unfortunately for me, I live more in the, do you play an orchestra? Do you dance? Do you, you know, and so... We, we don't use the word creativity as much as we should. We don't celebrate creativity as much as we should. I had so, a conversation with one of our commissioners, city commissioners yesterday about this very thing. Like we need to integrate creativity and a value for creativity into our daily processes when it comes to governing. Mm -hmm. um, and, and governments are afraid to do that. But here's the issue. We have politicians who stand up behind the microphone and use, use words like creativity and innovative um, but until those values trickle down into the day-to-day decision-making of the people at city hall or at county government, and there are a lot of creative people in both of those places, and there are a lot of people championing really great things, but until we can really implement systems that value creativity and innovation in our day-to-day decision-making, our city will only ever talk about being creative. See, they value it in in what you're doing, yep. what you're doing, Joshua, but they haven't seen the value in how they can take the methods you use within music and visual arts or performing arts into the everyday yeah. mm -hmm. left brain workings of right. the writings and policies. I mm -hmm. don't think our, our, our city should ever build a park or put up a new bench or build a fence or a highway without creative people who are artists expressing creativity through various forms involved. Mm -hmm. We do pretty good at that here in Orlando, don't you think? I'll give us We've a gotten better. decent. <laughs> We've gotten better. We've gotten so much mm -hmm. better. And there is visionary leadership to see those things happening, but doesn't always make it down to the bottom line. What's a model you're looking at? Like when you say we want Orlando to be this place that is mm -hmm. creative, where are you, where are you, what are you comparing it to out there? Well, first of all, I want us to be our, our own. Like I right. want us to be unique. And I don't, honestly, I don't know. Like, I was just in Montreal last month and I'm telling you what, like it is a creative city mm -hmm. without a doubt in their municipal projects and just the companies that call uh, Montreal home. There's so many creative uh, professionals who live there and work there. 
Um, I have a great relationship. I've built a relationship with this company called Moment Factory who calls Montreal home. Uh, and they do these massive public works projects that implement implement narrative and creativity into. Like, give us an example. So, of a like moment. right now, in, in not right now, but a couple years ago, they did this um, installation of LED lighting on one of the main bridges in Montreal, and it's responsive to traffic patterns and weather. And so, every time you see this bridge at night, it's lit up and it's beautiful, and people travel there to see it. And it's this just this thing that makes you say, "Wow." And so, it's it's projects like that implemented into a city. Uh, that that really are that important because, and here's, again, we go back to the why. Why do all of this? Because there are maybe uh, people who are a little more pragmatic uh, who think that these things are frivolous. And um, <laughs> the no, uh, and, and here's what I say to that. We, until we invest heavily in arts and culture, we will overpay in other areas like mm. recruiting talented employees. Or retraining because our talented employees have left because they don't want to live in a city that's not creative. Or let something get started about healthcare. Or healthcare. Yeah. And, and what well, about even more than that? Just the happiness of your citizens. Yeah. Well, that's my point. So, uh, yesterday at the state of downtown address, the mayor <laughs> quoted me, Mary. Uh-uh, what yeah. he say? And or he she? Said, which mayor? <laughs> may, mayor uh, Dyer. Okay. Uh, and, and and he said something that has really become a mantra for me, and it's it's the truth. Uh, in in what I've observed, and probably there's a lot of data to support this, but people might move to a city for a job, but they stay in a city because the vibrancy of their life after they w- leave work every day. Right. Mm. Mm-hmm. And if we're not, if we are serious about economic development, if we are serious about being a destination for the world as a city, not just as a entertainment empire, like we have to embrace creativity and art and culture and everything that we do. And that means creating compelling parks that people come and visit and talk about when they go talk to right. their, and when their they friends come in back, Ohio. They go, we got to go back to that place or exactly. we got to bring so-and-so there. They would love that. Yep. Mm-hmm. So how do we have immersed 365 days a year here in Orlando? <laughs> Write me a $10 million check. <laughs> but like, you know, maybe it doesn't look like yeah. the two day, but how do we have immersed? How do we have this, this sense of wonder and creativity and pop-up performances and just a place where people are experimenting with art and every day as you answer that tag on how can listeners be a part of this and help that happen yeah um we have the talent here as you well know you yeah, see those totally. people hundreds of them every week um we have the talent and we and those those talented people have the desire and really it is what you and i are doing which is developing infrastructure so that's a really mobilizing people yeah. uh-huh yeah. giving them a platform like a lot of artists are not the peop- kind of people who want to build the platform. They're the people who want to make the stuff. And you mm. and I have chosen to invest part of our lives into helping build the platform that allows them to do that. So it's the platform. And then you and I are also you know, well aware of the fact that building an organization um, requires financial resources to do that. And um, I think it's our city stepping up. I think we have an inferiority complex a little bit. As a city, I think we're afraid to invest in stuff and mm. we're afraid to invest in our own people. And we have to do better at that. And that's not just an arts thing. That's a that's global. I, I have friends in the tech industry. That's a whole nother show. What the it cure is. to that yeah. is. Uh-huh. <laughs> I have friends in the tech industry who have to go out of the Orlando market to find investment because the people who want to invest here in Orlando don't want to invest in the Orlando startups. And they go to Tampa or they go to Jacksonville or they go to Miami and people are amazed at the, the work that they're doing. But there's kind of this inferiority complex we have about ourselves and we have to get over that. Mm. We have to say, you know what? I have a $4 billion 
dollar company and I have the opportunity to invest and I'm going to find local talented people here in central Florida and invest in them because I believe that they're not inferior because they come to Orlando. Because how is anybody in the world going to believe in Orlando if we can't believe in Orlando? But yeah, so many of us so do. True. And thank you for being the voice of us. Yeah, yeah of Mary, we need to have another show. Have Cole back. Mm-hmm. And let's, <laughs> no, seriously, let's talk about ways. Let's, let's uh, empower and inspire people who are listening to the show to be creative and how they can do that. Yeah. Yeah. What are like some tangible and ways we can change us. it? Reach out to any of the three of us with yeah. your ideas for Love that it. and for that next show. Okay, Immerse, tell us dates and times and how we can get tickets October and all that. 18th and 19th, creativecityproject.com. We'll see you in downtown Orlando. Yay, we'll thanks, see you next Cole. week on we Mary Thompson you. Hunt the good here work. with Joshua Vickery. And we'll see you next week on From the Heart. Thank you.